Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Fuse 8. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Fuse 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. Oh, Kate. Hello. 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 We're just going to do the whole podcast like that now. You you know why? Why? Because it's Valentine's Day that we're recording this. Oh. And so, you know when you say I love you, I'm saying hello. I have never a day of my life said I love you. <laughs> Though I did once do a display in my library of Valentine's Day books and the sign that I made for it was just love. W-U-V. W-U-V. Yeah. It was, it. it was the most popular sign I have ever done for a display. I got many, many compliments. Yes. Maybe you should say that word more often. Uh, no. But <laughs> I do have, I do have happy, lovey news because we are recording on Valentine's Day. Um, an award that is given out by children's literature bloggers is given, was given out today. The award is called the Sibyls. And the Sybils go to a variety of different types of children's and YA novels. And so they have different categories. And one of their categories is Best Picture Books. So the winner of the Best Picture Book of the Year, according to the Sybils, and by year I mean 2018, is We Don't Eat Our Classmates. Yay! Isn't that nice? So it didn't win a darn thing from the Caldecott, but who cares? Other people recognize it's genius. Good. Yes. Isn't it nice? Yeah. I like when books are recognized. Yeah. Yeah. Books so, that I like. Books that you like. And speaking of books that we like. Yes. Wh- why are we here? We're here to talk about books that we like. Or not, possibly. Maybe yeah, maybe I, books we hate. I, you know, we've been doing a lot of classics. I'm really hoping that you're going to pull out a piece of crap book. So I'm <laughs> going to pull out, well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pull out a book from an author illustrator we've never done. It's older. It's 1967. And my husband... And it's full of racism. It's, it's full of racism. <laughs> I could do that. I, I haven't. 1967 is not a great year for finding those. But uh, but this is a book that my, my husband hates. Interesting. And, uh, and when I told him that I was doing this book with you, uh, he was a little jealous because he was like, but I want to go on your podcast and do that book with you. And I'm like, I already have the notes all typed I up. Was I was here first. Wait. Yeah. No, yeah. I was. Well, he wanted, yeah. Be, no, he wanted <laughs> to be the guest. And he wanted that to be the book for the guest. I was like, oh. I, he he did not even realize this was the book that he hated until I had to explain to him. But he 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 was read he read this a long time ago. But he remembers the rage. He remembers it well. Okay. Just the rage. So I'm now going to pull out... <laughs> A book that does not look rage-inducing so we can, in the least. So we can judge it on its classicness and... Yes. Or notness. Or notness. Or notness. Or what's the opposite of classic? Uh, not classic. I was going to say something <laughs> to do with temporary, but since it came out in 1967... Flighty. Flightiness? It doesn't quite apply either. Uh, impermanence. That's a big word. It, I know. It used many syllables. Impermanence. Impermanence. What are you, Madeline Kahn? What is it? <laughs> All right, what is this book? Ta-da! Fwedwick. No, no, it's not Fwedwick. <laughs> oh, it's... he's so cute. <laughs> oh, look at his little face. Yes. Uh, rage. Remember, rage. No, look at his rage. Real... 
Who's who's this by, by the way? Leo Liony? We're gonna say Liani. Leo Liani. Isn't that fun? Leo Liani. It's got a little silver sticker on it. Interesting. It has a little a little a little Caldecott honor. Because that little guy's so cute. Oh boy, you're like a cute movie. Folks, when I came in, she was watching on her television Instagram pictures, pictures of a baby husky. No, it was an Akita. Oh, it was an Akita. I'm sorry. It looked like a husky. It was a little puppy Akita. Yes. So you're already in a cutesy mood. I don't know. I love it. I love it, Betsy. I don't know if this is a wise choice to hand over. (laughs) All right. Take that. Okay. And read it. Okay. Okay. While Kate's doing a read, I guess I give you some background information. What the hey? We've we've never done Liliani before. I might as well tell you a little about the guy. He was prolific. He created more than 40 children's books in his day. He was a four-time Caldecott honor winner, which I did not know. I assumed that David Wiesner had the most honors or, or uh, oh, what was that? Marsha Brown, possibly. But no, 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 no. He, he, he gives them a run for their money with that four-time honors. Um, and by the way, he won them for Inch by Inch, Frederick, Swimmy, and Alexander and the Wind-Up Mouse. He died in 1999 at the age of 89 in Tuscany, Italy, because that's how you do it, people. He was a sculptor uh, as well as an illustrator. And if you would like to see one of his sculptures, hie thee hence to the Eric Carle Museum in Amherst. uh, And you will be able to see in the lobby, I believe on permanent display, one of his beautiful, beautiful sculptures that he did. Get the hints. Well, hello! Hi. Hi! Remember the last book yeah. where, like, I immediately sat down and I was like, I love this book. To coin a phrase, it sparked joy. Yes. It, it did spark joy I'm me. not seeing them. I, I, I don't want to rush to conclusions. I don't see any sparks. So, when you first open this book and mm-hmm. it says Frederick, like, over and over and over again. Yes. It's kind of like, well, when I first saw this, I was like, oh, it's about... A mouse that went crazy because his arch nemesis was named Frederick, and he would just write his name on the inside of like an insane asylum wall, like Frederick, 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 Frederick. I had very high expectations. That was way too high expectation. Yeah. I'm gonna take that bar and we're gonna lower it way down. Yeah, it's, I'm gonna put it by your ankles. Here's your, here's it's your bar. Not about a crazy mouse. Now limbo with a nemesis no. named Frederick. That, uh, if you were expecting that book, I got some bad, bad news. <laughs> that is not the book I am presenting to you today. No, it's about a family of field mice. Would you say a family? Yeah. They oh, are a family, a, okay. They are a chatty family of field mice. They're a chatty family? Yeah. It's the best kind of family, in they my opinion. Ch- the chattiest. Of the fattiest. Uh, yes. Yeah. Wait, no. And they've all been bopped on the head one too many times, I think. What do you, why do you, you know, say that? Because of the song. Scooping up the field mice and bopping them on the head. head. Down yeah. came the good fairy ping. I'm going to do the whole... I, I did that story time song so many times back in the day. I just remember every time I hear field mice, they get bopped on the head. Oh, you're right. Pick Oh, scooping up the field mice. Yeah. I've never put two and two together. There you go. These are the field mice. <laughs> These are the field mice. Clearly, they have been seriously bopped. <laughs> and their revenge will be coming soon. That's why they write Frederick's name over and over again on the walls. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yes. Well, maybe that... No, that's a good argument. Maybe the writing is 
in the, the walls of the cave that they find themselves in <laughs> later. Frederick, 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 tell us more stories! But okay. I gotta say, I do like the art in this book. It's cool, right? I like the collage technique. Yeah. Like, you've shown me this collage technique a couple times, and every time I like it. Yeah. I can appreciate it. I would say this guy might be the king of the collage. In some ways. He's uh, he's one of the best-known collage artists. He's pretty well, good. Well, Mr. Eric Carl, I suppose, would probably yeah. want to yeah. put his his name in there as well. But it, it's very different And the Mr. mosquitoes Carl. buzzing in ears. That was collage too, right? No, I don't... Oh, was it? Yeah, I should know that. I don't remember now. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe. <laughs> People are rolling in pain from that <laughs> statement that I've just made. Like, that's it! <laughs> Sorry. It's late. So oh, I'm tired. There's this family of field mice. Like you do. And they're gathering, uh, you know, grains and nuts and wheat and strong corn uh, before winter comes in. Everyone. This makes sense. Right. Everyone's yeah. doing this except for one, mm-hmm. and his name is Frederick. Mm-hmm. And here's my question for you. Right. Is he a baby mouse? I don't think so. I okay. think he is a perfectly able-bodied so fellow mouse. So does he do this every year? <laughs> well, what's the lifespan of a mouse? Like, what if they were born in the spring? I don't think the lifespan is a year. Well, no, but let's say they were born in the spring, and now they're all adult by the time it's fall, and they all know they're supposed to be doing this, so he's adult with them. That's my thinking. Interesting. So I don't think he's ever done this before. Because okay. everyone seems real surprised. I, I was going to say, like, wouldn't Like, you... this isn't like the old, oh, there goes Frederick again. Yeah, you would think, like, okay, winter is coming. Frederick's going to, like, skimp out on this. Right. We know this is going to happen. You're, I'll take a little of his, of his, you know, work that he's not doing. You take a little of the work yeah. he's not doing. Yeah. You would assume. You would assume. But apparently this is all new to them. But I got to say... He's a very good lawyer, because he makes some very good points. <laughs> Frederick lawyer. Incipient lawyer. <laughs> Frederick Esquire, if you will. Yes, yes. He, he says, you know, when when they ask him, why aren't you going to, you know, help us out? And he's like, well, I'm gathering colors. For winter is gray. He's got a point. <laughs> you know? He's not wrong. It is February right now. We're which is partly mid- why I did this book. We're in mid-February, is, yeah. and we are all sorts There's of gray. There's nothing but gray outside the window yeah, right now. you got gray snow, yeah. you got gray sky, gray clouds, Today's gray Valentine's Day, so one day when we give, like, red, look, it's red, remember red? <laughs> and then it's gone. Tomorrow it'll be gray again. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, another time where it looks like he's falling asleep, they're like, oh, are you dreaming? And he says, no, I'm gathering words. Oh, okay, so here's my question. How do you gather words just sitting there not reading anything, not... Hearing other people's stories. He, well, he can hear the other film because it's a chatty family. That's true. It's a chatty so family. So he he's can, taking their words. Maybe he's hearing other families. We don't see other families, but maybe there are some maybe. other field mouse I neighbors. Don't know. My my problem is like if you are a creative type, you need some input to feed the output, and his input seems to be maybe he writes but, his own poetry. Maybe he does. So he doesn't... Just sitting there. Yeah, okay. He me- right. He's memorizing right. okay. the stanzas. Sure. Right. And he's gathering colors. There was no <laughs> love in Mudville. <laughs> no, once was a mouse from Nantucket. <laughs> so, right. So he's not working. And instead he is gathering uh, sun rays, yeah. colors, uh-huh. and words. Okay. Yeah. We're three for three. So winter is now here. Oh, look at that. And that looks very familiar. And he looks 
angry. He's, <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he's, I mean, he's, he is filled with rage. He's like, Ugh. I mean, I just want him to wear like all black. Yes. And he should have a clove cigarette clutched in his tiny paw. And, want, uh, and a black curtail And I yes. want him to listen to music that nobody understands. Right. Because only he gets it. He's like, I will only drink cognac. It doesn't taste good, but it's there. You wouldn't understand. You wouldn't understand it. Yes. If I have to explain it, we're going to call him Evo it. Frederick. Now. Evo Frederick. <laughs> because still later, he gets to hipster Frederick later. Oh, so, so he's progressing? <laughs> he's, he <does. laughs> he's going through all the stages? Yes, of, yes. Yeah. So he starts as Emo, and right. uh, he eats. Well, he is young then. He eats their food, which, yeah. if I were any of these other Seriously. Mice, I'd be like, um, no, no, no. Why don't you eat that sunlight that you were gathering back yeah, there? Yeah, well, eat yeah. those colors. How eat, about that words? You're going to eat the them word words. Hungry Frederick? Because eat, you're going to eat those. Yeah. Eat them words. Nominee, nominee, nom, nom. <laughs> so then they run out of food. Yeah. And they don't have anything to Maybe say to each other. Maybe that's because one of them didn't collect as much food as the rest of them. Right. Yes. But he either looks bored or angry. <laughs> All the time. I and love the idea that he's brooding. And you know why? It's the eyelids. It's the eyelids are amazing. Yeah. Every single one. Yeah, he's, he's got, like... Uh, he's got the half-open eyelids. Uh, so he's... <laughs> I'm going to put these consecutively on our Instagram account in, like, a, just an order of inc- maybe increasingly, like, upset Fredericks. Maybe yeah. if I got a tattoo, it would be just, like, a series of Fredericks... Just, would, and then just under would just be the word, Ugh. and it would be it would like they would wrap around like my ankle. Oh, that'd be cool. Or around my arm or something. Yeah, upper arm. I and would, it would just oh, be like yeah. Frederick, 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 and then it'd be the writing Frederick, <laughs> Frederick, 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 Frederick. This is the point when they start writing on the walls, as far as I'm concerned. So yeah. they say to Frederick, "What about your supplies, Frederick?" And he says, "Oh my gosh, he's such a good scammer." Yeah. Close your eyes. Now I send you the rays of the sun. Don't you feel the, how their golden glow? And all the mice start thinking, they close their eyes and yeah. start thinking about the golden rays. But to me, it looks like they're all going, Because their little noses look like mouths. It does look like It's the Charlie Brown Well, now I can't unsee that. So thanks, Kate. Thanks. They could be singing the Nutcracker. <laughs> Get it? Because of the mice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's right. That's not the mouse music. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I just love their the little mouths, okay. but I I know that they're not singing. But I no, want they're them supposed to. to be noses, but I like them better as mouths. Yeah. <laughs> I think you know what? I think Frederick's very smart because I think Frederick at this point realized if I don't do something, they're gonna eat me. Yeah. Because he true. would be the first to go. And then they say, well, "What about the colors?" So he says, "Like, oh, c- close your eyes again." Close your eyes. <laughs> Think about the, the blue periwinkles, the red poppies, and the yellow wheat, and the green leaves of the blood, 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 <laughs> and my black lies. <laughs> oh, wait, he, he, he doesn't talk about that part. Not the black That's, part. Uh, so sure, then yeah. they say... And the words, Frederick? I mean, they're just hanging oh, on yeah. everything that he's, he's saying. He's really all they have. So. And so he clears his throat. <clears> throat> Waited a moment because he really wanted to just take this in and back. 
basket. Yeah, he's like, this is my moment. And then he reads this poem that I'm assuming he wrote himself. We'll just say yes. About the spring mouse who turns on the showers. Then comes the summer who paints the flowers. The fall mouse is next with walnuts and wheat. And winter is last with its little cold feet. <laughs> cold little cold feet. And they say, oh, but Frederick. Well, before they say that, they go. Yeah. <laughs> and they go, but Frederick. You are a poet. And, and you last, don't know it. <laughs> the last line of the book, Frederick blushed, took a bow, and said shyly, I know it. <laughs> wait, oh, wait, seriously? I was joking. Oh. Yeah. No. You're a poet. I know it. I know it. <laughs> yes. And that, my friends, oh, is yeah. the moment I went, oh, wait, what? Um... Wait, what? Yeah. What just? Huh? Yeah. What so just... remember the remember the Aesop fable of the of the ant and the grasshopper? No. Oh, well, let me tell you a story about the ant and the grasshopper. You got all these ants and they're gathering food, and the grasshopper is playing his music and he's not paying attention to them, and they're all like, "What you gonna do about the winter?" And he's like, "Don't worry about it." And then the winter comes and he pretty much almost starves to death. No, I think he does starve to death. <laughs> it depends on the version, but sometimes they take him in and they're like, "Look, we'll feed you." But don't do that again. Gather some food next time. Which was, as far as I could see, the moral of that. This is a different moral. This is a... You can do nothing and be rewarded for your nothingness. You I think the moral is supposed to be artists create as well. I mean, you might work in a factory creating all these things. You might work on a farm with your hands and make food. But artists... Artists, artists, artists. I can't continue. It's too distracting. I'm sorry. But artists, like, they create, like, f like, like food for your mind. Oh, yeah. mind, mind, mind. No, it means you, Betsy, can't be a lazy bum. Lazy, bum, lazy, bum, lazy, bum. lazy. I just want to bring back the word bum from yeah. last time. So, yeah. my husband hates this book. Well, he is partly, uh, partly because he considers that he was read it as a child and he took that lesson that you can be an artist and you don't have to do any work. And he's like, I blame the book for any problems in my life. Because, ah, wrong lesson, bad lesson, bad. Um, I mean, it's not a great book. It's got some cool illustrations. Sure though. does. To be fair, I mean, and it's I, all I in the islands. Um, he won the Caldecott honor four times. Woo. So, you know... This is not the only book of his that got a Caldecott honor. He, he won it many times. But this is one of his better remembered ones, interestingly. Hmm. You'll see little Fredericks in, like, kids' murals. You know, like they make kids' murals of, like, famous children's literature characters. You'll see, like, that little Frederick holding, I'm going to say, a poppy. Yeah. Which, um, which never happens. No, and poppies are best associated with opium. And his little half-closed eyelids and the fact he never does any work. <laughs> Poppies will make him sleep and not do any work. <laughs> Poppies. Though I do want to point out how cute the back of the cover is. Look at the back. Look, it's from the back. Oh, it's a mouse butt. It's from the back. I meant to say mouse butt. Mouse butt. Mouse butt. Mouse butt. You know, we haven't gotten any anuses lately. No, well, no. <sighs> I haven't been doing a lot of cat books. 
Yeah. It's kind of got to be, or it could be dog sometimes. Yeah. Got to be cat or dog. But we, what was the last time we did a cat or dog book, Kate? It's, it's been a while. Well, um, no, no, no. There was the uh, the boa book. The uh, the boa ate oh, the wasp. Oh, yes, right. There were tons of cats in there, but no. No, we always hit from the no front. No anuses. They're never running away. Yeah. Yeah, those cats just laugh. I mean, there was a perfect laugh, opportunity for a mouse anus here. We just missed out um, on it. Um, yeah. Well, he was Italian, and the Italian <laughs> children's authors, nothing to say about Italians, but just that. European children's uh, illustrators are not afraid. Are not afraid of the of the body and all that it entails. I'll just say I'll just put it that way. Uh, fair enough. Fair fair enough. Uh, so this did not appear on the top one hundred picture books poll that I conducted shock, back shock. in the day. Yeah, I know he. Uh, you know he he did get on it, but not for this book. Um, the author. It has right. since its nineteen sixty seven release. It has sold more than 7 million copies. It has been published in 23 languages. Wow. So there is a website that I enjoy called Teaching Children's Philosophy, which sometimes I turn to because no one else really wants to talk about these books. And uh, if I was to give them a motto, can I I tell you what I would would think? Sure. Oh, this is bad. You ready? Uh Uh-huh. Because you can't until you can't. Am I right? Ah? Can't get it. So this get will it? be my last podcast. Okay, it's been moving on. Fun doing this with you. Anyway, they have a guidelines <laughs> for philosophical discussion if you wish to have a philosophical discussion with small children, and uh, this, according to them, this sort of pits against one another the nature of community uh, and the social philosophy that governs community is is one of these ways of looking at it. Um, Frederick's story appears to be sympathetic to collectivism a term that describes any moral, political, or social outlook that stresses human interdependence and the importance of a collective rather than the importance of separate individuals. But I would disagree with this because he is an individual. He's not helping the collect. I guess he's, you could argue he's helping the collective in an artistic way, but I don't know. Anyway, they've got a bunch of questions you can ask kids about um, his role. What is his role in this society? To be an Emo, hipster, lazy, lazy bum. Yeah, I I would agree with that. Yeah. Uh, Yes. To be a taker and not a giver. Many people would argue that food and shelter are more important than art in regards to the family's survival. Yeah, I mean, Uh, Mansell's hierarchy of... Yeah, Mansell's hierarchy of needs. You take care of the food and then... And the shelter. And then once you've got that settled, then you can worry about art and all that stuff. You don't start so with body art. body over mind. I'm just saying. I mean, I mean how, you... we don't know how long they sit in that cave without any food. Also, when their eyes are closed, I imagine Frederick running around picking up all the crumbs and eating them himself while he tells them the story about the sun. Yeah, probably. Like, it's so warm. And... No, see, I imagine him as, I imagine him like trying to find like someone's uh, you know cigarette that they haven't quite completely finished. He's like trying. He's like, oh, this one's still good. Ah, that's that's the kind of hit. Well, that goes he is. back to the poppy right there on yeah. the cover. So yeah, <laughs> I, I think we're all on the same page. Yeah. uh... Yeah, I, I, I don't have the, the oh, gut are, reaction. Are we at ratings time now? I'm afraid we are. Okay. But I will okay, but, 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 but let me let me like, like couch that before we get to that. I mean, I don't have the gut reaction to this book that my husband does. No, it's not a visceral like. No. Gah! Yeah. No, no. 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 I don't think any Leo Liani book has ever been a visceral. Gah! Though he did have a very interesting book about uh, a little blue and little yellow. And, of course, what do you get when you combine blue and yellow? Green. Oh, but it's a different color entirely. So there was that book. And I think that did get some <laughs> objections to it in 
He's saying the different races can narrate, you know. Um, oh. Yeah. yeah. But, I was like, um, what, he offended people with the color wheel? I'm not quite following No, no, here. the green people were very upset about <laughs> the shade that he had chosen. No, no, no. He, um, no, but it's the only book of his, I think, that's ever engendered any great objections. He tends, this is the tone. The tone is, is low-key, baby. You got a Leo Liani book, you're not gonna get anywhere too fast, but you're gonna get there eventually. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, Leo Liani. So, ratings time. Sure. All right. Shall I go first? Because you've been going first the last few times. Yeah, go for it. All right, it. I'm going to go first. Um, so, Frederick. Hello, Frederick. I can't help it. I, I love my Aesop. I'm an Aesop fan. I love Aesop's fables. I love them any way you can give them to me. This is clearly sort of based on one, but it flips the message. And I'm all about flipping messages. That's cool. That's neat. This was so... This book is so 1967. Can I tell you? Mm. This is such a, like, uh, man, your parents are telling you you got to work in order to, like, you know, be part of the system. But what about art, man? What about the flowers? Have you ever thought about the flowers? And the colors, the man. Colors the colors of the flowers are amazing. <laughs> so we should just not even worry about it. Um, oh, this is so 1967. And it is not 1967 anymore. It is uh, 2019. Yep. I'm very proud of myself for saying the correct year. I'm very proud of you, too. I think I'm going to get some extra second, points but... to myself. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. There we go. My points have been racked up. So uh, does the lesson apply? Sure. I mean, I write books, but I also have a job as a librarian because it pays the bills. Because books don't. So, uh, I don't know, man. It's a fine book. He's cute. He's a super cute little mouse. The art you can't contest. I'm not, I can't compare this to any other Liani book. I just have to take this book in its own. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't. I don't like it. I don't like how it's written. I'm a four. I'm a four. I was a three and a half. Yeah. Because as a theater major. There we go. Um, I also got a full-time job because I'm not an idiot. Yeah. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, I know what pays the bills. I mean, if I could find a nice commune and where I, I could be supported and just write all the time. Yeah, I like having a roof over my head and food in my stomach. Food in my stomach is a big thing. Yeah. 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 So, and and I get cold winters. I get loving colors, especially before winter. Like, I love the colors can of autumn. you imagine he gets married, and then he's got to pull his own weight in the relationship, and he's just so used to this, like, no, man, I'm just going to tell the kids about colors. And he thinks it's okay, and because he it's okay it's been, everyone's been like, it's okay. <gasps> you're a poet. Oh, my gosh. Let's you be honest. The poem wasn't that great. It was so. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it may have been the first poem they ever heard. Oh, well, you know, not too bad. But I do like the art. Mm -hmm. I think it's, I do like that whole collage thing. And those eyelids just get me. He's great. He does great mice. But it's not, I I would not tell my kids, I'm all for like, you know, future generations to do what they love, but also be responsible. Exactly. I mean, it's not an either or situation. It doesn't really teach responsibility. There is no reason he couldn't have done some work and also thought about flowers and sunlight and stuff. Or I mean, while you're like, gathering grains and corn, think of a, a poem about grains and corn yes. while you're doing it. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah. enjoy and the colors that you're picking up. And be forced to rely upon your art at a certain point. I mean, yeah, you can enjoy colors while working, buddy. Yeah, exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. There is no reason he should just be sitting there the whole time. And they never and get mad And you can at enjoy him. the sun's rays while you're working outside. Exactly. You don't have to, like, gather him standing still. That's what I'm saying. Ugh. All right, so not a classic? No. Not a classic. Definitely sorry. Not. Sorry, Frederick yeah. fans. I am sorry. I don't know <laughs> if there are people who are, like, adamant Frederick. Like, Frederick! You They're know, the like, people who write his name multiple times. Like, oh, yeah, Frederick, you're right. Frederick, 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 Fudwick, Fudwick. Oh, yeah, no, I sound like... Faster, Fudwick, 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 Fudwick. I sound like Elmer Fudd if I do that. No, 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 no. All right, letters time. We got a whole bunch of goodies, including... uh, We won an award. What? Not a real award. Aw. Not not a real one, but I don't care. Okay, so this was the 2019 Kid Lit Podcast Award. That should be a thing. should be a thing. Why isn't that a thing? Uh, it's a thing now, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Mr. Benji Martin came up with it. Uh, the runners-up included the Children's Book Podcast and The Yarn, two very distinguished podcasts. But who, uh, who, who won that one, baby? We did! We did! We won it! And he said many lovely, lovely things We won nothing. We won won his love (laughs) and bragging rights over this, which I, you know, it's given by Benji Martin. I think we should call it the Benji. So we got a 2019 Benji, and I'm feeling pretty good about that. Cool. So thank you, Benji. All right. Very, very kind of you. Meanwhile, on Instagram, oh, see, here's the problem, because when you go on Instagram, you have to try to pronounce these weird usernames that people come up with. Yes. Oh, boy. Sepedraza. That's kind of fun. I'm gonna, okay, Sepedraza uh, agrees with you. On what? Uh, well, I'll read it. I mean, thank you, but what did yeah. I say? Uh, okay, so this was about Big Red Lollipop. Sepedraza wrote, I'm totally with Kate on this one. I had our local bookseller suggest I read it one day, and I just wanted to throw the book across the bookstore because of the off-the-charts level of injustice. I'm also the youngest of three. Me too. And could in no way root for the bratty little sister. And the mom. Ugh. R. Obviously, all these strong feelings have come back. Yeah. Now, we have a very different one. So, Roxana Khan uh, commented again on the the post for that thing. And she, she had a very fascinating thing. So, she wrote... Every once in a while, I get an email from an aggrieved parent saying how obnoxious they think the mom is for insisting that Rabina bring along her little sister. Recently, a lady even claimed malicious intent on the mother's part. Wow. In answering her, it occurred to me that the nature of invitations is different in different cultures. It really wasn't a big deal to my mom. If the situation was reversed, my parents would have considered it an honor to welcome extra guests. The more, the merrier type of thing. Mm -hmm. In our culture, guests are always an honor and a blessing. In fact, we believe that God sends provision for before and many days after a guest's visit. It's a big deal to treat them hospitably. Mind you, some people are losing those traditions, but growing up and even now, we do our best to abide by them. On a side note. When my third daughter was getting married, we asked my Somali son-in-law for precise numbers for the wedding hall, and anticipating uninvited guests, we told him he was responsible for any extras. About 50 extra men came by, and he happily paid for them, no problem. I wonder if that helps. Huh. It's kind of cool. Interesting. It's a nice nice perspective. It's it's definitely a cultural 
Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what I'd be saying. All right. We got an email from uh, Sarah. She says, Dear Betsy and Kate. That is the correct order. Thank you, sir. Nah. Uh, <laughs> thank you for your podcast, parentheses, and Betsy for this blog that I follow faithfully every day at my very short lunch. You're welcome. I love your humor and insight and really value professionally how the discussions and reviews enrich my teaching. Have been a librarian uh, with kids of your own. You know what actually works as a read-aloud. Reviews don't always take this into cons consideration. I had totally forgotten the paper bag princess. And will now read aloud with all grade levels, K through 5. The same for Big Red Lollipop. I bought it when it was first published because I am always trying to expand the cultures represented in my collection, but didn't appreciate it beyond the cursory look I gave it at the time. Uh, again, because of your podcast, I am now excited to share it with all grade levels, including the author's video. Thank you again so much. Aww. Aww. Isn't that nice? We're helping the kiddies learn. Exactly. <laughs> Jennifer wrote a novel to us. It was this long, fantastic email with suggestions of, of different books we could do, including... Uh, no, not including this. Well, but I think she mentioned Leo Liani. I think she inspired me to do this book today. And she may have mentioned Frederick. Um, so uh, I have to thank Jennifer for that. It's she, she, she said many great things. I'm trying to pull out the best. Well, I'll read the beginning. I'm an elementary school librarian and mom of an 8 and 10 year old. I've been thoroughly enjoying listening to your podcast. I find myself talking along with you in the car and almost always agree with your assessments of the books. Although I could not disagree more about the Gruffalo. It's one of my favorites, like and my children Gruffalo. and students love it. Yeah, you like the Gruffalo. She can't... Uh, you have some weird problem, I guess. I, I, got, I got my issues with the Gruffalo. I got I got Gruffle issues. No. Gruff issues? Keep, keep trying. You can do it. It Ishilos? Eh. And we're going to work on that one. Okay. Okay. Um, one of the things she wrote, writes is, When you were talking about food during one of the episodes and talking with disgust about tuna and cheese sandwiches... Did no one write in after about tuna melts? Is this a New England thing? I have been to many a restaurant and sandwich shop with tuna melts on the menu. A good toasted or panini sandwich with tuna and melted cheese or cheddar. Sometimes some tomato and a bacon. So, so good. We good. are Midwestern, I should say. Um, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Uh, we don't... Um... More tuna melts for you. E exactly. Uh, anyway, thank you very much for the suggestions. I am not reading them because I want to surprise Kate with them. So, thank you. You know, you could read them and I wouldn't remember any of them. You would read... But you would recognize the names of some of them. Because some I... of them you would... There was definitely one that I was going to do today and then realized there wasn't a ton of information about it and I decided not to. Cause, and we hadn't done Leo Liani, so I figured I'd do him instead. But maybe I'll do this other book next time, and I don't want... I don't, it takes away the surprise. Right. I like the surprise. I live for the surprise. <laughs> okay. I must have the surprise. Grown-up things we like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going back to my faithful board games. Yeah. And I'm going to uh, suggest uh, one called Dixit. D-I-X-I-T. Um, it is great for kids and adults alike. Uh, the goal is to, so everyone has these, all the cards have different illustrations on them. And you get to, out of your cards, you pick one card and you think of a word that best describes it. Like, love, or injustice, or uh, skyward, or whatever you want. Liberty Gibbet. And, every, <laughs> and everyone has their own cards with pictures on them. 
and uh, everyone puts down what they think would best describe the word that you just said. And then you put all the cards out and you get to vote on which one you think is the, uh, the card that was the original person's. And then there's a point system and it's, and it's, it's an easy game. It goes quick. I like the illustrations, but I think it would be more interesting if you mix the cards with the cards from the game Mysterium, because it's also another game that involves yeah, cards that are very that. illustrated and mm -hmm. beautifully done. I really like the art of Mysterium. So, uh, yeah, so if you need a board game that's easy to play, it's won many awards, it's great for kids and adults alike, it's not that, doesn't take that long to play, um, I recommend Dixit. I and they would... have a whole bunch of expansion packs, too. Oh, so. that's nice. I would second that, uh, particularly because I won it last time we played. I won, yeah. I won that game. Yeah. Betsy doesn't win a lot of games, so <laughs> I was feeling pretty darn good after winning that one. Yeah, yeah, so good suggestion. I saw two films recently. One is technically not a grown-up thing because I saw the second Lego movie. Oh. And it was great. I'm going to see it on Sunday, so don't tell me anything. Okay, I will tell you only this. It's a musical. And we have been rocking out in my home to the music ever since. Um... Because it is really good music. So thank you, Spotify, for having the soundtrack already available for us the minute we stepped out of the theater. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it is It is great. And it hasn't been doing well. It has not been making the money, which hmm. is ridiculous because there is literally no other children's film worth seeing in the theaters right now. So why would it not be doing well? I don't because know. Because no one wants to leave their cold, cold exactly. house? Exactly. <laughs> That's my theory as well. Yeah. But then you get cabin fever, so who knows. Um, also saw... On, on the adult side of things, uh, Roma. So Roma was nominated for an Oscar for Best Picture. And uh, it's about, it takes place in Mexico in the 1970s, um, focusing on a maid and the family that she works for. Um, avoids a lot of the stereotypical things that you would usually find in that kind of a story. Um, really, really good. Directed by the same guy who did the third Harry Potter film. So there you go. Oh, yeah. It's uh, so Roma. If you want to see it in the theater, it's in theaters, but it's also on Netflix. One of those odd oh. little movies that has managed to do two things at the same time. Cool. Performances are great, and uh, yeah, I enjoyed it very much. Very cool. Yay. Oh. Well, that's uh, that's all she wrote, folks. That's all Fwedwick wrote? No, not Fwedwick. Fwedwick, 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 Fwedwick. Okay, I'm giving you mice. snaps for that. No. Mice. Okay, no, wait, Colors, no, stop. Grains, okay. I've been Betsy. Kate, mice, colors. We'll see you next time. Poems, life. No. Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse number 8 production. You can reach us at fusekate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at fuse8kate. That's fuse number 8 Kate. Follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kime, and our Metropolitan Bishop is Drew Etienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Bird and does not reflect the views of School Library Journal.